0: Log Talk Radio. I like to hear that's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Uh yesterday we started off shaking the Monday morning blues and we talked about mm, 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 mm Mm. The man out in Tennessee who is now suing the Hilton Hotel because he went to sleep and woke up thinking he was going to be by himself, but no, no, no. He woke up to an employee who was sucking on his toes. Oh, my (laughs) Talk about an invasion of privacy Big time, big time, big time Yeah, this was the same man they sent to his room Just the day before To fix his, what do you call that thing? Uh, The TV, yes So he went from being a TV repairman To uh, some crazy Man with a foot fetish. Oh my goodness gracious. Well, listen, I reminded everyone yesterday that I have not been in, I mean, not one hotel where they did not have the bolt lock on the door. Yes. Every single hotel I've ever been in. Now, some are made a little different, you know, than others, but. At the end of the day, they all have it. I don't even think I could stay in a hotel that didn't have one of those. Because once you get on the inside, you want to feel, you know, secure. And if that's not, you know, on the door, then things like this can happen. So clearly, you know, that probably was on the door. And, you know, he never thought about putting it on because this was a regular hotel he frequented. Yeah, that's he always went there. It was close to his job. He probably knows the people. Yeah, well, he got an experience unlike any other. So uh, now they'll be sitting up in court. Well, unless they decide to, you know, pay him on the outside of the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the topic of conversation yesterday was... uh what do men really want from, you know, their women, in a, women, I'm sorry, women in a relationship? Yeah, you know, we think we know, but they're supposed to, you know, have gotten this long list of the honest answers that men gave. And one of the things that men said that they really, really want, they want this intense intense attraction that gives him butterflies. Now I did ask Brother Al yesterday, Do men still get butterflies? Or do men really get butterflies? Have they ever? And Brother Al said yes. That uh men get butterflies just like the ladies and you know, all that good stuff. Well, okay, I guess that was uh that was good to know. That was good to know. What else did they say they wanted? Well, men said uh, they wanted to have that home cooked meal made with love. Now, you know, Teddy always talks about, you know, you got to have that love behind that food because people don't want their food just thrown together. And uh, the consensus was yes, they, you know, they all said the same thing. You know, you want to definitely give, you know, your your man food that's showered with love because you know they say the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So you want to make sure that you are doing just that. The love part. The love part because listen anybody can cook him food but definitely 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 want you know to uh get that love behind that food okay well, those were just a couple of things that we talked about and uh we had our switch tip with shantice and uh, stop feeding your flesh is what we were told yesterday. Now, again, it kind of goes with our relationship conversation. Because if you're talking about what a man really wants in a relationship, you know, he's looking for this bona fide, genuine, Authentic love Now You may be able to provide that In You know in many ways You know what your authentic love is May be a little different Than mine you know there are some Commonalities and there are some standards But at the end of the day It needs to be authentic But In order for us To be able to give that authentic love that can only come from you, we have to stop feeding our flesh. Because it can't be about us. It can't be about us. It has to be this love from God. Yes, it can be about what am I getting out of it. And once you start thinking about what am I getting out of it, then you're not, you're not giving genuinely. No, you're not. Stop feeding your flesh. You know, I'm putting it in the context of what we talked about yesterday. And most times the switch tip always, you know, can be connected to our conversation. There is nothing about you coming first. Being authentic. No, because you're always going to look at what you want. You're always going to look at what you feel. You're always going to look at what makes you shine. And when we do that, that's what feeding the flesh is about. What is coming from you? What's benefiting you? And once we accept Christ as our personal Savior, all of that is supposed to shift. Now you know, what does Christ want? Are we giving from the Holy Spirit? Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to tell us what to do or to guide us or to advise us as to what we need to do? Because once we don't allow the Spirit of the Lord to dictate What we should do That's where we automatically Default To our flesh Our own spirit And if you're in a I mean a decent relationship That ain't got nothing to do with you Come in first No It really can't It really can't You, you really don't find many successful Relationships Coming from you coming first And you know When people operate like that And they think that the relationship Is going to be something That they're going to be happy with It, it, it doesn't work that way And now they're unhappy So you know Stop feeding your flesh is, is big Because it really can be applied Into any scenario any part of your life. You know, stop feeding your flesh. If you're working at a job, you're not supposed to be there for what you can get out the job, for the paycheck. You know, the Bible says whatever we do, remember, work as though you're doing it for God because at the end of the day, you are doing it for God. God has to have his people everywhere. So, you know, when you're there, you're going to be operating, or you should be operating, at your best. Because we're always representing the family of God. And when you're thinking about, well, I'm here for this paycheck, and, you know, I'm looking for what this job can do for me, that's feeding your flesh. And that doesn't make God happy. Not at all. Not at all. Not. At all. No, a good piece of advice that came from John yesterday. As always, as always, I'm I'm really trying to figure out how she comes up with a new switch tip every week. Well, I guess that's how we come up with our sermons every week. Got to give you something new. As long as you're working for God, He'll give you something new. So whew, nice conversation yesterday. Nice way. To start the week, shaking off the Monday morning blues. Yeah, if you left this two-hour period yesterday still bluesy, I don't know what to tell you. You get—I guess you didn't get the conversation yesterday. It was good. It was good yesterday. All right. All right. Well, today. Is. Let's talk about a Tuesday, Church Folk Day. And I've got some news to talk about. I've got a wild Tuesday story. Vimeon is going to have to top this tomorrow. Because, baby, I thought I didn't have anything. And when I was about to go to bed and I was about to close the iPad down and I came across this story I was finished I was in tears yeah this world had they have lost their ever-loving mind oh my goodness so I mean It may not do to you what it did to me, but I'm telling you, it's, 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 let's talk about Tuesday. It's wild Wednesday worthy. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is a bit much. This is a bit much. So, uh, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. And I gotta tell you, if I was feeding the flesh, I tell you, go get that drink. Oh, cause baby 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 you gonna need to go tell somebody that a due time when pastor Steph is on the date and whatever you do, don't go anywhere cause we will be right back.
1: Diabetes is a killer after i was diagnosed i didn't feel sick so i didn't listen to my doctor then it struck i had a heart attack then a stroke and i was only 49.
2: people with diabetes are two to four times more likely to suffer a stroke than people without
0: diabetes and many who survive are severely disabled
1: don't let diabetes destroy your life
0: learn how to reduce your risk of stroke call for your free
2: diabetes survival guide
0: morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and uh, today is Let's Talk About It Tuesday, Church Folk Day. Now, I gotta warn you, I don't know if we're gonna get to the church folk part. You know, we always seem to be able to twist up the um what do you call it the 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 news and convert it to some church folk you know situation but i don't know about today i don't know about the day. It, it it's, it's going it might get stuck the needle might get stuck today because i'm telling you the stuff i came across last night really let me know that you really need jesus Telling you, we really need Jesus. Y'all don't understand. We really, really, really need Jesus. And uh, listen up, listen up. This is really the way the world turns. Yeah, we got real live soap opera stuff today to talk about. All right. Well, we first gonna start off with Lo. Light news, I would want to say So, those of you Who watch Our Witness News This morning here in New York Now, I don't know what it's called You know, anywhere Else Um, It may have a different name Because You know, not Channel 7 Is not Channel 7 Everywhere But for those of you Who watch that Um that news show, Ken Rosado now I know you I know you know if you look at the news because I even know that name. Well he was immediately terminated yesterday as he was talking on a hot mic. Now I've seen this happen before, I've heard it happening before. But as a person who stays with a mic connected to them, man, it must have been time for him to go because that was a real careless mistake. So, as the story goes, he was on. He was on, I believe. And that he ended up, while he was on, They say he uttered an inappropriate phrase, and it was picked up. And they said after he said what he said, he was immediately let go. Now, this word that he used, or phrase, he used about his co-anchor, Charlene Alcott. Yeah. I got a little confused because I saw this news story a couple of times and the person who was beside him was not the same person. So I'm I'm lost. So for those of you who watched and you know who Shirlene Alicott is. Well he called her a C. Yeah. And as soon as, (laughs) as soon as it was confirmed that that's what he said, they let him go like yesterday's news. Now, he's been on the show for years. Yeah, he's been, excuse me, he's been on this show for many, many years, and, you know, They were either going to deal with her giving up this lawsuit or them getting rid of him. So you know they weren't giving up the money quicker than they were giving up him. So they called, you know, each of the other, you know, morning co-hosts and they called him in one by one and they told him, oh, he's gone. (laughs) <laughs> he is bye bye so i guess you know with everybody suing these days you you can't you can uh you can't take no chances now initially they thought that he was terminated for a racial slur but as the you know words circulated it was clarified because remember now they called everybody in, all these appropriate people in, one by one, and gave them the details. And finally, excuse me, the cat came out the bag that he really insulted her. And I guess he thought that she wasn't going to hear it or nobody else was going to hear it. Now, I don't know. They don't say who he was talking to. He could have been, you know, murmuring. And said it but uh they took his uh bio down off the website they took the bio um out of the twitter accounts they took his twitter account oh wait oh they wasn't playing they were not playing they got rid of him immediately so please People, when you are have these microphones or near a microphone, please be careful. Please be careful of what you say. I have seen it happen on multiple occasions. And can I tell you, it is never the time when someone says, you know, Chantese is an actually beautiful young lady. You know, she's very classy. She's well-educated. You know, I think highly of her. It ain't never that. It ain't never that that's caught on a hot mic. And I never understand that. If you're going to say something, make sure you ain't got nothing around that can pick up what you say. Because that never works out well. Ever, ever, and ever. What else are we talking about? Uh, okay. Well, you know, we always talk about tipping here on the show as we have our resident server and restaurant employee and they're talking about the fact that, you know, they they're calling it a shakedown for optional tips. And they're saying that people are now complaining because excuse me, everywhere they go, somebody got a tip jar out. Now, we're not talking about going out, dining, and now, you know, it's time to tip your server. No, they're not talking about that. They, they're calling it tip creep. <laughs> and they're saying this is post-pandemic, and now everywhere you look, somebody is looking for a tip. Now, here's what they're talking about. You know, I've gone to, like, little stores or whatever, And people are doing their job. And they got a tip jar out. So in other words, a bodega where the guy makes your sandwiches. And there's a tip jar there. And they're talking about people. (laughs) They said that there was some... uh, what do they call it? A book office. That's the name of the store. They sit on West 45th Street. And they say the the tip jar for when you, the guy takes your little used books or CDs or toys or whatever, puts it in the bag, and now they want you to tip him. And they say people are getting real tired of this. Well, I won't say that I'm tired of it. I'll just ask the question, why does everybody have to be tipped now? And pretty much that's what they're saying. And I have to admit that I have seen some tip jars in some places where you're really not spending any money. And that's the other thing that the people are complaining about. They're like, listen, we're tipping for what? I was asked to tip a dollar or two dollars or five dollars and I only spent seven dollars and fifty cent. So now my seven dollar and fifty cent cup of coffee now turns out to be eight fifty or nine fifty or twelve fifty because you're uh you're asking me to tip well who am I tipping? Am I tipping the cook? Am I tipping the counter person? So I, I honestly believe that we're in a day and time where, you know, uh, what do you call that? Minimum wage is not what it used to be. Minimum wage is at $15 now in New York City. So my question is, if you're getting $15 an hour, why do you need a tip to put something in a bag? Now, that that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying... That if I'm only spending a couple of dollars am I gonna look bad if I don't put something in this tip jar and that's the way they're talking they're calling it tip bullying because they're working on your morals on your psyche and people don't want to feel like they got a tip everywhere you know we always talk about the fact that if you want to you know go out and you don't have to worry about tipping. Go to the drive-thru at McDonald's. They're not expecting you to tip. Well, they might not be expecting you to tip, but if you go to some of these other stores, they're expecting you to tip. And listen, I saw the tip jar at a pharmacy. Yes, I did. And I was like, okay, now, I mean, come on out. So, it, it, to me, it's a bit much. It, it, it's a bit much. You know, when you want a tip, for everything and the people don't have it like that again if I decided not to go into a place you know where I'm accustomed to tipping that might be while I'm in the store getting a grilled cheese sandwich opposed to going to a restaurant and getting a steak I don't have tip money so don't ask me for a tip so yeah that's becoming a big thing here in New York Stop asking me to tip over every low thanks. Okay? Wow. What else are we talking about? Well, guess what's back in the news? Remember we talked about in, I think it was Philadelphia, where they had the, what do you call that thing? The flesh-eating zombie drug. Remember, it was really a tranquilizer for animals the xylozine yes the trank that's what they call it the for short or the nickname for it they're saying that it's becoming a lot more common everywhere else now that's not a surprise because nothing stays contained and they're saying that in New York they're now facing this deadly drug. They're saying that now when they've picked up fentanyl, when they've snagged someone for fentanyl, this is now being um, mixed with xylazine and shrank here in New York. So they're really worried because they have some pictures on this website, again, of the drug eating through your flesh. They have two pictures of the dope fiend lean. When I tell you these pictures are horrific. There's one particular guy they have. Forget about lean. He is all the way bent over touching his toes. All the way bent over. Touching his toes They have two other people It looks like In some kind of a train station Or Some mall Or something like that Oh no This is the Long Island Railroad Yeah The Long Island Railroad They have Lord have mercy That means that it's out here In Jamaica, Queens People are using this stuff And they have These two guys Leaned over one who's almost lost his pants and holding a bag, the other one. And they are like leaned over. For real, leaned over. And this is really bad. This is really bad, y'all. Because now they're showing that it's worked its way to at least New York, which, surprise. It's probably everywhere by now, but New York is flagging this because they're saying that most of their fentanyl bus have all been mixed with this trend. So we have to stay prayerful, y'all. We really got to stay prayerful because we don't know who's taking it, who has access to it, where they're getting it from. And if you already remember the story of fentanyl, does that need anything else to make it more potent? Absolutely not. So listen, stay prayerful, stay prayerful, because they say they're mixing it with heroin, they're mixing it with coke. Yeah. So the name of, the full name is Z. <coughs> Remember, it's a tranquilizer for animals, but the street name is Trenq, T-R-A-N-Q. Alrighty. righty. So, oh, Lord, we really, let me tell you something. We really need to keep this before the Lord because I'm telling you, we don't know how, how it's going to get to our children. Remember, we've done stories about this fentanyl being found on children. Remember? They did the, the bust in the school with all they were trying to figure out where this kid got all these this bag of pills from? Yes. And that was just one story we did. We've done several stories. We don't know that's just the stories that we've come across. We don't even know how how much This is out here and where it is and how these children are getting it. Remember, these children have older siblings. They have parents, other family members who are using these drugs. And we don't know. We don't know. We're going to have to really keep this lifted before the Lord because we don't know who's going to get access. All Well, 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 well. Okay, am I gonna hold on to that story? Because that—that's a bit much. I'm saying I got some couple a couple of stories here. That is, it's gonna make you hold your head, really. Well, let's talk about this. No, we're gonna talk about him yet. I don't know. Let me see. Let me survey my stories. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think. We've come to our stories. Okay, so we're talking about, <clears throat> I tell you, this this is going to become a fight to the finish. So out in Westchester, in Yonkers, they, this migrant thing, because I'm not calling them no asylum seekers. Not, I'm not calling them that. I'm not calling them. These migrants. It's 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 a doggy dog world, man. So you've got these people out in Yonkers, in a Yonkers hotel, and they have been paying two two people, two couples actually. It ends up it ends up being, and I believe both of these couples have uh, have at least one baby each. So there's a hotel in Yonkers on Tuckahoe Road where there are couples there and they pay every day. So one couple is paying like $150 and the other one is paying something close to it. And $119 the other couple is paying. And each day they have to pay. To stay so you cannot pay for the week okay you have to pay per day so each day you go down to the counter and you pay for that particular day well now these are homeless people and they cannot afford apartments so they have opted to stay at this hotel in Yonkers So, like I said, each morning, they go downstairs, and they pay for the day. When they got downstairs to pay, they were told they couldn't stay anymore. Now, again, let's go over this. They are homeless, and both of these ended up being couples. They're homeless with at least one child. They were told... When they went to pay, now they have been paying people. They didn't just walk up to this place one day and pay. They have been paying. They cannot stay any longer. Now, one couple was told they could not even stay that night, that their tenure had ended. The other couple was told they could not. They would have, That was their last week. Do you know why? For the migrant people that was coming in, yes, they told them that they would have to go to shelters so that the migrants who are coming over here now can stay for free. Now, here's the deal. You know good and well, if they are putting out the people who are already paid, they're being paid more for the migrants. Because it's about the dollar. And they are now in an uproar because they're like,
2: we were born here.
0: Now, these are also Hispanic people. Yeah. So you losing your spot at the Ramada Inn at $150 a night. It is now booked up and you cannot stay here any longer because the migrants have to come and stay. Now I need a I need a five second break. Okay. So now it's hitting not just home but you being kicked. You are homeless. Oh, my gosh. You are homeless. And you have to fight to pay $150 a day? Are y'all hearing me? I'm t- Boy, this news is getting worse. I'm telling you, this is the light part of the news today. Because I'm to going to tell you who else is being put out of a place. Yes. So now they're in an
2: absolute uproar
0: out at the Ramada Inn in Yonkers because they are now pushing out the homeless people who are paying $150 and $119 a night so that their brothers and sisters... (laughs) I'm not laughing, y'all. ...can come and stay for free. Now... This, this this here, this is getting worse by the minute. But I have not told you the worst of it all. Oh no no, I have not told you the worst of it all. That's going to be my absolute last story. I got a wild story for y'all. But yeah, this is this is bad. This is this is getting worse and getting worse and getting worse and getting worse. And they're like, they had. Let me tell you, it was so bad that the couple that was paying $150 a night, they said that she had to take money out of her pocket to pay. So they're getting, they're working. They just can't afford to pay an apartment. So I'm trying to calculate 30 times 150 So I do the calculation on that one.
2: Ain't that right?
0: So maybe they can't afford like, uh, what do you call that thing? Security and all of it at one time. And then, But Lord have mercy, it's still right. So these people, $4,500, thank you, $4,500, the Ramada Inn was getting from these homeless people. So can you imagine what they're being paid now for the freeloaders? Because that's what I'm calling them. That's what I'm calling them. I'm, I'm so done. The more I read the news, the more I'm done. Yes. All right. So let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. So now you have this story out in Minnesota about this illegal immigrant who is now facing life because his longtime girlfriend was the victim of his murder. And they say that several people witnessed this attack. They said it was a gruesome attack. Out in Minnesota. He hit her in the head. With a dumbbell. Now this is the final. Straw. Because they've been fighting for years. Her children said. Her son definitely. Was the one who was speaking. That they have watched. His mother. And this man fighting. For years. So. Inside the car. They got to arguing and fighting, and he hit her in the head with a dumbbell. He pulled her from the car. This was seen in the open. After 12 years they've been at this, he pulls her out of the car. He picks her head up by her hair and cuts her head off. With a machete. This is your illegal immigrant. From Cuba. Out in the open. So he's 44. And she's 56. So after 12 years. Of this crazy. Volatile relationship. He ends up killing her and cutting off her head in in the open. But here's the thing. Oh, Lord have mercy. I want y'all to pay attention to why I said we got stuff to talk about. They said they know he's illegal. Five years ago, ICE. Now, you know, those are the... That's the department where you deport people through, right? They said they tried to remove him from the United States, but his native Cuba would not approve the travel documents.
2: That means he was a criminal
0: when he came over here. And they knew he was a criminal when he came over here, so now you're trying to send his butt back, and they will not accept him. He was already going to court. Check this out. When they were in the car together, they were going to court because he had been charged with setting their house on fire. During, they say, a confrontation with the cops. They say in 2017, he was convicted, excuse me, of domestic violence for attacking the same woman and pinning her to the ground because he thought she was talking to another man at the bar. She stayed with him long enough for him to kill her. And why are we talking about this? Because... We're talking about these illegal immigrants. So let's, let's, let's start from the first story. You got the first set people in the Ramada Inn who are already homeless, who are paying $150
2: or $120 a
0: night, a night, to stay there. And when they go to pay their rent, they tell them, you can't stay here any longer, because the room is booked. And they show the woman, because she ain't got nowhere to stay, she's changing the, baby, the baby's pamper on the bench. Now, they kick them out, because they must take in the migrants from the other countries. Now you have this illegal immigrant after a 12-year relationship that's been violent all along. He ends up killing the woman after he just set the house on fire. How am I going to court with you when you just set our house on fire? So while they were in the car, they say that she told him she didn't want to be in a relationship with him no more.
2: Why are you in the car?
0: Telling him you don't want to be in a relationship no more. Come on, women. Y'all can't be this dare on stupid. If the man has been beating you all along, Go about your
2: business.
0: Go find some place that hides. You know what? I can tell you what to do. Get on a plane and go in the opposite direction. Because they got a whole lot of room over in Cuba and Venezuela and Mexico. and all co- oh, They got a whole lot of room because they send everybody over here. So go over there. Because remember now. I just can't get him back in Cuba because his paperwork ain't right. Now he came from Cuba. How your documents not gonna be right? You see how they get you over here and they lock them bad boys over here? So listen, if you were smart, I'd have bought me a plane ticket. Nice looking woman. Nice looking woman. Listen, me and my kids with that chip in, I'm going to Cuba. But see, you can't come back over here. You can't get to Cuba. So I'm going to go where you can't go. Wouldn't that be a smart idea? Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, here is the peace they resist stomps. When I tell you the tears came to my eyes and I just sat here with my mouth open. I want you all to listen to the caption of this articles. Migrants to be housed in six more New York City school gyms. Outraged parents say plan is just insane. Here in New York, they have been housing the migrants. Now let me be a little more specific. The male migrants. They have set up cots in the school gym. We're not talking about over the Christmas holiday. We're not talking about over-school Easter break. We're not talking about mid-winter recess. We're not talking about that. What's the April week? I can't think of the name. We're not talking about that. We're talking about right now, while school is in session. Men, spring break, thank you. The migrant men are being housed in the schools, Jim, six more schools. What I tell you, I could not believe what I was reading. Now, maybe some of y'all know this already because y'all watch the news, listen to the news. I don't other than what i pull up i do not know anything about this the new schools p s eighteens p s one thirty two p s one seventy two p s one eighty nine p s seventeen p s eighteen p s one thirty two again they're mentioning These are schools, kindergarten through fifth grade, and some schools through eighth grade. Can somebody explain to me how you got a school gym? You need to see the pictures. They have already delivered the cots to the school, they have already set them up. Parents are in an outrage, but I'm sorry, outrage is not enough because they're saying that, and we know that some of the schools don't have a separate gym, cafeteria, and auditorium. A lot of these schools, for some reason, and I don't understand why, they are merged And I can't think of what they call it. They had a name for it. Like a gymteria or cafe gym, something like that. (laughs) They've merged cafeteria and gym. So here's what they're saying in this article. They're to start temporary housing migrants in the gyms. And. Some parents are taking their children out of the schools. People are in an uproar, and they thought the same thing I thought. You can't walk up in the school now. You can't go past a certain point in the school. So they know you. They know you. They know you as being somebody's mother, somebody's grandma, somebody's auntie or uncle, somebody's dad, you know, dad. But if you go in there during the regular part of the day and it's not like to pick them up for after school or when school is dismissed, you have to show documents. You have to show your ID. Well, what are they doing? You've now let these people in the school pass the gates? What are you going to be doing in there? They're not clearing out this place during the day. So it's not like, okay, we're bringing them in after school or when the school is shut down and then they have to be gone. Well, really, could you really even guarantee if that was the plan that these people would be gone? Then those people need to be out there raising hell. And there's just no other way to say this. No other way to say this. And they said it's the males because remember the hotels have been given to the families. So now you have the migrant men. They say 300 migrant men are expected to be housed at a school in Staten Island They have already put up the cots. They say that the schools are going to be under lockdown all day long, and they have to now cancel after school and outdoor school activities in some of the schools. So the kids are pretty much trapped in the school in a certain area of the school because they can't be allowed to go in in the gym because the gym is set up for the migrants. And your wonderful mayor says, we've run out of space. Let me get his quote because I definitely wanted to quote him. Mayor Adams is scrambling to solve this problem And he says Wait a minute now I want to get this I don't want to be accused Of misquoting Oh my goodness gracious Where is it, where is it, where is it, where is it Okay Ready The mayor has said Nothing is off the table As we work to fill our moral mandate, but we should all expect this crisis to affect every city service. We will continue to communicate with local elected officials as we open more emergency sites. We need to be flooding our local councilmen. I'm not talking anymore because I'm absolutely disgusted. For those of us who have children, nieces and nephews, grandchildren, next-door neighbors, children in our church, not one child needs to be in a school where you have 300 Men, you know nothing about, they are coming over here, we know nothing about them. The people that are letting them in here know nothing about them. And you are now exposing our children to all types of danger. Let me talk to my new time crew. Let's talk to Pastor K.L. first because I, I about had it. I about had it. I about had it. Pastor K.L., Good morning. Pastor Steph, good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm mad. I am disgusted. But before we go there, before we go there, because I, I gave the news in a progressive way this morning, we're talking about the robotic in out in Yonkers who has the homeless who are paying $150 a night. Or day, $120 a day, they have to pay each and every day, and they went down one morning to pay their rent for the day, and they were told that they could not stay any longer, The, the place was full, it was booked, now how you booked, when I just woke up, and came down here, and every day, I pay for this room. Because the migrants have to come in for free. Well, you know it ain't for free because they're paying. So they're not going to take money that they could get and not pay. What say you Pastor the K.L.?
3: What I would say is that it's a shame when people who don't, Live here or or, or come from here gets a better privilege than I do. You know, it's a shame when, when you know, because of circumstance, this is where I find myself at a hotel, and yet I'm still paying for it. You don't know how I'm getting this money. You don't know what I have to do to get this money. But yet, someone else can just come here for free. You know, with a handout, and here I am. I've been panhandling, or, or I've been asking for change and action for this and action for that and asking for the state or the city to help me out and i can't get no help but i have to be able to get on a boat i have to be able to take a cruise in order to get help
2: mm-hmm.
0: they showed the woman after they told her they could not take her money you showed the woman changing the baby's pamper on a bench Now, these are other brown people who now have to be homeless again for their fellow brown people for free. But it gets better. It gets better. So now you have the illegal immigrant who's been in this relationship for 12 years with this woman, It's been volatile the whole 12 years. He's been abusing her for the past 12 years. Back in 17, they say he was convicted of a domestic assault attack on the same woman, hitting her to the ground because he thought he saw her talking to another man at the bar. They are on their way to court. He is fighting a case where he set their house on fire during an altercation with the cops. In the car, on the ride to the courthouse, she tells him he does not want, she doesn't want to be excuse me, in a relationship with him anymore. He hits her in the head, in the car. With an eight-pound dumbbell, he drags her from the car in the daylight, he picks her up by her hair, and cuts her head off with a machete. They say that he's, they know he's, he's illegal, but five years earlier, ICE couldn't get him back. Into Cuba because Cuba said that his travel documents were not right. <laughs> Are we the biggest jackasses on this earth, or what? And I'm saying, oh, just
3: definitely, like definitely, that. definitely. Definitely. I mean, first of all, this gives a whole new life you know, to the woman with the issue. Forget about blood. But for the issue, you, I kept on hearing you say 12 years, 12 years, 12 years. So she had an issue for 12 years. Now, now I don't I don't know that that the woman was was bright. When she told this man at this point, in in a closed captured call, that she didn't want to be with him anymore. Thank so you. I don't think that was the brightest, the brightest move right there. Because, again, you have had an issue for 12 years, so you know what he's capable of. So you had no place to run, no place to hide, no place to do anything. You were just stuck. I don't, I don't know how you thought the conversation was going to end. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't condone what he did. I just don't think that was the right time. I mean, because obviously you've been wanting to get out of here for 12 years. No one wants to endure this. But I don't. I, I think I'd have waited until I got in the court with all uh, the policemen you. and the judges and all that thank stuff, you. and say, "Hey, I want out of this." You thank know, you. So. I agree. Ain't way in the world I'm gonna be in a car. You hit me in
0: the head with a dumbbell in a car. So where was the dumbbell? And who cares? Yeah,
3: who carries a dumbbell? I mean, who does that? You know what I mean? Maybe some, maybe some after dinner meat or something like that. But who carries a dumbbell, a whole dumbbell?
0: (laughs) And and had enough room to actually hit her with it. Right. Now I say, get on a boat, get on a plane, and go back to Cuba. Since they sending all their people over here, and they're not allowing him to go back there. That would be the safest place for you. He would wake up one day, and I'd be gone. He would never imagine that I was in Cuba unless somebody wrote and told him that they saw me over in Cuba. Because he can't get there.
2: Right.
0: So that would have been the safest place for you. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I need you to comment because I tell you, it ain't going to be only in New York. This is the only place we have heard about it. They are now they have officially quote unquote they have run out of space to house these migrants. So now they are cutting the school while the children are in school to house the migrants. And you should see the, 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 the picture. There were a couple of them in there, they laid they laying on the couch with their hand behind their head. The mag was Oh, oh my gosh I can't one, one of my concerns
3: with, with this one of my concerns with this whole story here is that one, my child already has too much energy so so now I can't get into the gym because the gym is occupied so 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 now not only do you put my child's um safety you know, in place. but now you put your safety in place too because all this energy, you don't have it in the classroom. You yep. wonder why these kids are shooting teachers and all this other stuff? I yep. got too much energy. You can't coop me up and lock me up in a class and just teach me math and science and history, and at no time do I get to run and, and run off all this energy.
0: So, yeah, we both go pay. I'm okay, and you both pay.
3: I don't think that's a good idea at all.
0: Yeah this 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 is a recipe for disaster. You're already having difficulty with these children in the school and now you're going to limit. Now you're going to limit them even further for any outlet, any recreation, any breaks, any time out. Oh this is a mess. This is a mess. Oh, we got more to talk about. We got more to talk about. Let's say good morning to Pastor Jeff. Good morning, Pastor Jeff. Good morning. How are you? How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, Pastor Jeff. What's your thought on the fact that you got homeless people who are paying, uh, Shanti did the calculation, $4,500 a month as they pay $150 or $120 a day they're struggling to stay in this in this hotel they're homeless already and now now they don't even have that because of the money
1: I'm I'm getting tired of us putting money out every place else but home we don't take care at home but we want to spend money on all these folks coming over here and everything else, you know, and it's just ridiculous. I don't understand how it doesn't make sense, you know, we're allowing the, the Texas governor or whatever to send the people here to New York. We shouldn't even accept them. You understand? You know, we're just bleeding hearts, so to speak, and, but yet we're not caring about home. You know, all these people that need help here, and we've been letting all these migrants in, and then we don't know anything about them. They ain't screened. We don't know, you know, and you know a lot of them could be sexual perverts and everything else, and we dare put them even close to our children. We should, you know, the children should be protected, to, you know, the first. That's the first thing that, you know, the safety of our children. We should not It shouldn't even be a no-brainer. You understand? We don't have police sitting up there, you know, monitoring these people that close to our schools and all of that. You know, and I understand they talk about well, we got no place else to put them. Don't let them in. Don't let them here. Block them. Take care of home first. Then you help. You
0: understand? Uh, I get it. I get it, and that that's been our cry as well.
3: Hey, hey Pastor Steph, can, 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 can I can I just add one thing to that? Cause, cause you know, uh, Pastor Jeff just made a good point. You know, they say you don't have no place to put them. Now, if if I go to a hotel because I'm on a long drive, I'm on a long stretch, and I stop at this hotel, and when they say no vacancy, guess what? I can't stay there. I got to find somewhere else to live. So so when you know there's no longer vacancy in New York, you can't bring these people in here because there's no place for them to stay.
0: I can't figure out, gentlemen, why this has not been stopped either. You have long run out of a place to house these people. I can't understand why, because clearly whatever money was promised, because there's got to be some currency or something, whatever money that was promised to the United States, whomever, there's no way in the world you should be still accepting people when we're at this point. No way in the world. I agree with both of you. I'm still trying to figure out why we're still accepting people when you've long run out of places to keep them. You have got to have lost your mind. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. Uh, 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 oh, I'm sorry. Somebody's
1: talking? No. no, I'm saying, and we should protest. We should Absolutely. get adamant about that. Because this Absolutely. is ridiculous. And then when something, when something happened to, to the children, then we talk about the crime rate. You understand? You're letting all yep. of these people in. And trust me, these
0: countries are letting them out because they don't want them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is part of the next the next story, you have this man who's been committing crimes for at least 12 years. You try to put him and send him back. You try to deport him. But Cuba says, we can't take him back because his travel document. oh, my God, his travel documents are not intact. They're not accurate.
2: This shows you right there, Pastor Jeff,
0: that they not, that they getting rid of their garbage.
1: Is it I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. Honestly, you know, or the whole, the, the whole, you know, the United States is just twisted in their thinking, on, on, on so many respects. Man, I don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> uh, I
0: got. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back, Pastor Jeff, because you, you, you commented on the food thing already. Um, let's let's talk to Shantee for a minute. We don't have our Pastor Charlotte today uh we got shanty's in the seat good morning shanty's good morning uh, how are you i'm fine thank you <laughs> that's good oh my goodness start commenting i'll give you i'll, I'll hmm. give you your order whatever order you want to put it in okay well uh, let's talk about the hotel I'm not classified as homeless if I can afford to pay forty five hundred dollars a month. Okay. So already somebody's vocabulary and verb, verbiage is off. Doesn't mean I'm not struggling, but if I can afford forty five hundred dollars a month, that's not going to a hotel. I'm gonna to have to figure something else out, you know. And it's really sad that, you know, even if for a week. I would have to do this. And now the one week I may have to do this, you now tell me, no, I can't because in my eyes, they got to come and stay here for free, which we all know realistically it ain't free. They're getting something. But for them, it's free when I'm willing to pay. That's already sad and disgusting. The woman, I thought the same thing. That's like us fighting. I'm fighting with my man and now we're going to go to the precinct together. What? What part of the plan is this? That makes no sense why we're not going to court because of you trying to kill me. You tried to kill me so now we're gonna go to court. We're gonna carpool to court together. Absolutely no sense. I don't know what part of the plan that was. But unfortunately she allowed herself to flip up and he killed him and I thought the same thing, Pastor Steph. Why are we the default country? Why do we end up with the people that nobody wants, even when the nobody is where they're from. That is just insane to me. There should not be an option. This immigrant is here killing people. We want to send him back to where he belongs, and you're telling us no? And we're like, oh, okay, stupid. Okay, now, with these schools, I just quickly, Pastor Steph, as you were originally given the story. I tried to pull up the uh, article real quick. And one of these gyms in Brooklyn looks like a concentration camp yep. in uh, Afghanistan yep. during the it sure war. It, it, it looked horrible. It looked horrible. Yep. Mayor Adams, I don't know who would still support this man after hearing all of this, because even if he wasn't the one who came up with the idea, he is certainly not fighting against it. He is okay in this, and I agree one of the parents said, then let them sleep in your backyard. So the protest needs to be taking place at these councilmen's homes, not around the schools, around their homes. Because if there's no space that you're still saying okay, then you should say, welcome to my front yard, my backyard, my patio, my living room, my dining room, all of that. This is So, they, so he's trying to justify it by saying, these are standalone gyms. The gyms are not in the school, it's next door. What does that matter? It is still, pedophiles are not allowed within a certain amount of feet of school. So with you saying that, oh, it's not in the school, it's next door, how many children are going to have to be sacrificed with being molested, murdered, raped, abused, whatever, before y'all switch this up? Is that, That's what's going to have to happen in order for a light bulb to go off in someone's head? And I agree, these, this should be, the parents should be out there all day, every day. If, listen, if this is a plan, since y'all got all this money y'all getting, pay the parents, I'm sorry, pay the teachers to do remote learning, to go to work, give them their salary to stay home while their children stay home and do remote learning. And you can do whatever you want with the schools. But you cannot tell me that it is okay for these children to go and attend school. While these strangers, these weirdos, and I'm going to say it like that, because we don't know these people, as it was saying, are here taking up this space. How is this supposed to be a peace of mind for the faculty members, for the students, for the parents? But you don't care because you don't have to work there. You don't have to be around there. Your children are not going there. I I think the whole thing is just disgusting. And there needs to be some serious process and then at the end of the day you know what this just all goes back to what god says you don't want me so i'm gonna now gonna allow the outsiders to invade the land that i have given to you and now they're gonna run amok and this is what happens y'all don't want prayer in the school you don't want me in the school you don't want my son in the school you you really know the welcome the enemy into the school now this is what happens now let's see how many times they continue to turn down prayer in the school my mom went there also Ah, and that's where my mind went, Shanti. My mind went to last week when I told them how we were out here recruiting teachers yep. to come and play with us. We, and we not one. This? Nope, nope. Not one person. I sent to a principal. I sent to a. I don't know if she's a dean or see she got some type of high rank in there i sent to that i sent to another one you sent to one and not one of them even bothered to say no thank you there was not and i know they, they got respond. it i know they got it because yep. they responded to other things that i sent along with it so they got it but this is what happens you keep telling god no thank you and the same thing i said to someone the other day he's gonna let us he's gonna turn us over to ourselves He's going to turn us over to each other. He don't have to do anything. He just falls back. That's it, that's it, it. And this is what happened. This is exactly what happened. So now this is what you have to contend with. I thought the same thing. And, and you're talking about reaching out to the schools. I reached out to individuals. Right. So I'm saying to myself, as I'm reading this article last night, pastors, I'm saying to myself, <laughs> Well, the teachers didn't want to pray for the school. The teachers didn't want to pray Mm -hmm. for the children. The teachers didn't want to pray for themselves. The children are not only the ones who are in danger now. That entire Mm -hmm. faculty is in danger now. What happens to those teachers that stay after school? What happens? They they can't do none of that now because it's not safe. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that these migrants don't migrate throughout the school and they're hidden somewhere they, when the teachers come in in, in, they're in, they're in, they're in the morning? morning. Who said that this doesn't happen? I used to work in a sneaker store. I used to work in Model's out here in Queens. And one time, it, it wasn't what I was working at, thank God, but one time I forgot which sneakers was released, but these two people called themselves robbing the store stealing some sneakers they somehow while they were in their fake shopping found their way to the back and hid in the back of the store of the store now Modell's ain't but so big they were able to hide in the store overnight and rob the store for the sneakers this one level store that only has two parts to this store so to back up what you were saying, what do you think will happen in the school? How does the school smell? Where are they bathing? And that's the other thing i want to Stink bacteria looking people walking around this area because y'all don't even care to make sure that their hygiene is on point. So we, it's, it's going to look like it. They're going to look like extras and people under the stairs. I don't understand how this makes sense to anybody. That was the other thing I, was, I wanted to bring up. Um, they are housing 300 men in this gym with one bathroom. One bathroom. Because remember now, they're supposed to be secluded to one area. So the one area has one bathroom. So now 300 men have to share that one bathroom, and they made sure to tell you there's no shower. Well, you don't have to tell us there's no shower because we know there's no shower. Now, do you now let them go to the gym? Because, see, high schools have showers. Elementary schools don't. Junior high schools basically don't. High schools have showers. So now is that the next step? But I wanted you all to respond to the comment. So you have this this, um, this this, council person or whoever who says, we care about asylum seekers, and we're proud our city is a sanctuary city. But housing asylum seekers or school drowns, grounds, I'm sorry, is absolutely unacceptable. And let me read the first part again. We care about asylum seekers, and we're proud our city is a sanctuary city. Who passed the KL. What, what, what? Now, listen, they're speaking of New York City, but we know that Texas, California, or many other states have been Asylum locations. What what do you think Are you happy to hear that we're asylum, we're asylum seekers, <laughs> sanctuary cities?
3: Um, no. To, to me, to me, it, it's so much uh, contradiction because while 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 we're saving the world, we're we're allowing ourselves to die. You know, so so. You know, let, let, let me save your baby, but I'm not going to feed mine. I'm not going to close mine. Um, I'm not going to make sure mine have the, the nutrients or the, the, the medical attention. You know, I, I, I think we're putting all of our channels somewhere else. You know, ministry, again, begins at home. So, so how is it that we can go abroad first? How do we have this backwards where we go abroad in health and then in our own house, in our own backyard, we're dying? But yet, you're proud of that.
0: Ah. Pastor Jeff, should we be sanctuary cities? At all?
1: I, uh, we, no. We shouldn't be (laughs) sanctuary cities. You understand? I mean, well, all cities should be compassionate. Like in the Bible, the Good Samaritan, somebody need help. But, there is no we have nothing in place i mean i'm just thinking about my own my own son black black boy driving now he's 18 almost and he he he's got a fear for his life in this city new york city with the police but yet we bring in all these people in and acting like we such bleeding hearts and, and spending all our resources on them you know what's that about i don't think it's about caring about people you understand it's another agenda because we don't care about people. So we call ourselves a sanctuary city. I you know, it must be some money being gotten to, to let these people in, you know, because it's always seemed like it's always about money. It ain't about caring. So right. I know the bottom line is it's not caring. You understand? But it's stupidity at its at its height. It's just crazy. Hey, it's stupid. You know? Like like we said. My, my, you you got all these people in there Inhumane conditions We're always talking about inhumane conditions Well you're bringing them into inhumane conditions Right One Right you
0: Right
1: Right A Common sense will tell you We can't afford the housing So don't housing
2: Ah
0: Shanti You know uh, Pastor Jeff Makes the point and this is what I've always said. We, we're not putting them into better conditions. You know, we're supposed to be taking them out. That's the whole purpose of the asylum seeking, to get into better conditions. But in actuality, this is not better. Should we be a sanctuary city at all? No, and whoever made that comment needs to stop the violence, because next ain't going to be no school lunch for the kids, because they got to give it to these asylum seekers. It's like, stop, stop. Y'all care so much. Again, open your homes, open your property, open your vacation home. You go live in a hotel while they sleep in your condos or your houses or your apartments and co-ops or wherever you live. Show that there's some compassion, because I completely agree there isn't. There is a hidden agenda. There getting the money in their pockets, they're getting the the notoriety, they're getting um, the reputation to be looked at as if, oh, I'm helping so-and-so. There there isn't any help. How is it that y'all are willing to open these schools up to these immigrants? You willing to have cops here, but we can't have cops on a normal basis to ensure that these schools don't get shot up for the kids who grew here. So we will make sure that there's proper security at these doors of these schools. Any given day, if somebody decides to bug out, these schools won't get shot up, but she'll make sure that there's cops here. Like, everybody's just going along with it. The cops say, oh, okay, you need me to be posted up here, okay, I'll do it. It's like no no one is challenging anybody, and that's the part that's really getting me upset. It's like everyone is just going along with it. If you say something, you may say something for five minutes, but then you go along with it. It's going to take for the quote-unquote underdogs to now start saying something in order to get to the powers that be, because if everyone just keeps going along with it, they're gonna keep going along until something drastic happens and then these same people who are making the concessions for this to happen are nowhere to be found. Where's Mayor Adams gonna be? Where's so and so gonna be when the 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 a parent slaps an immigrant or when an immigrant decides to try to do something to a kid. Ain't nobody gonna be around to stop nothing? No, not at all. It's, not it's, at it's, all. This is dumb. This 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 is this is beyond stupid. This is just like Flow. This world is getting slower and slower by the second I, I had mm. some comments that I, I had some thought on And I wanted to know what you all thought of these comments From random people It says, come on, you voted for this You, for, you voted for these leaders and their policies Such as Sanctuary City Now you're unhappy that your child may no longer have physical activities? Wait until the classrooms are taken away. Parents, this is what you voted for. You voted for infinite, infinite, unlimited immigration, and as long as you didn't have any skin in the game, you felt so virtuous and so above it all.
2: What you're having
0: to face now is what the border states have been living with for years. Only one t- 1,000 times worse Keep voting for Democrats Because now I'm actually happy That you're feeling it too I wonder how many of these Complaining parents Voted for Democrats And will continue to vote for them Hmm Let's see Ah uh. I know that putting guys in a school with young girls is wrong, but you voted Democratic. You voted for a city that would take in anyone. You got them now. Live with it. Hope for the best or that the worst doesn't happen.
2: (laughs) Why is it wrong?
0: Dems see nothing wrong with grown men in young girls' bathrooms. What is your what is your feeling on this response as uh, you asked for it, you got it? Um, we've been feeling this, because there were a lot of comments, a lot of comments like that. And I mean, some were very, I mean, just nasty. What's your thought on having that type of, or hearing that type of response, Pastor K.O.?
3: Well, y'all asked for Trump when we got him. Don't mean we was happy about it. But y'all y'all asked for him. You got him. And look what happened. Now, now we can't even get the man to go to jail. You know, I, I think that, that's the stupidest comment there is. So, okay, so let, let's just say we asked for it. So can we not make a mistake? And, and, and now th- this is in our backyard. We, we didn't see it this way. You know, we didn't think it was going to come this way. But it surely has to stop. Listen, as a child, I've asked for a whole lot of things from my mother. I wanted cake. I wanted candy. I wanted cotton candy. I wanted all type of stuff. And my mama used to tell me, listen, you got a stomachache? You asked for it. You got it. Okay, well, I've learned. I've learned that this cannot happen anymore. I've learned that we have to put a stop to it um, by any means necessary. Yeah, I may have asked for it, but I didn't ask for it like this. I didn't ask for this result. So now, now let's 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 see what we can do to get rid of it.
2: All
0: righty, Pastor Jeff. You know this is what they're saying to you. You know how how do you feel about the comment comments?
1: Just just because I voted uh, for Democrats doesn't mean that I wanted a Democrat. Okay, the other choice was a complete idiot, you know, so it, you know, I did not really vote for what I wanted. I vote for, for, you know, against what I didn't want and then couldn't vote against that other part. You understand what I'm saying? In order to get that idiot out of there, So my, 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 my thing is, you know, give us some candidates that comply to all of our stuff. Cause just, cause it, cause it says we voted it doesn't mean that we agreed. I, I I never agreed with this, letting everybody into, into this country, okay? I never agreed with half the things, that, with the transvestites using the girls' bathroom and all of that stuff. I didn't agree with none of that. You understand? If I had not voted, what was the alternative? So I would tell somebody, don't just assume because we – we you know, we voted Democrat that we wanted Democrat. We really wanted somebody that adhered to the things of God. But he didn't we didn't have anybody. Any candidate. You know. So that's our and
0: uh, you men are making a good point. Sha cheese. Okay, keep it civil. <laughs> Behave.
2: How would that, you God.
0: respond? My question would be, is this what they presented when they were running?
2: We have a lot
0: candidates that say and don't say a lot until either the opportunity is presented or right up until they get elected. And now the, we get the representative during the running, during the campaign, and then once they're elected, now we get whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. And I think even, I thought Trump as well, like Pastor K.L. Even that was different because there was no representative. He always let you know he was slow. So whoever voted for him, yes. Now y'all need to shut up because that was all. Y'all saw how incompetent he was and so on and so forth. But yet y'all still chose to vote for him for whatever the reason was. Was this something that was stated that they would um, support that they would enforce, that they would stand behind, and yet we still bubbled in their their name, and now we're mad that it's actually coming to fruition. Because I'm going to pass too. I think at one point I didn't vote, because it was like choosing between Chucky and Freddie Krueger. I, like, I ain't choosing to like, let God have his will. Whoever he says, then they will go. Because we don't. We don't have anybody. There is no one side is better than the other, unfortunately. that That's where we are now. So it's like... Either one, the animals are going to run the zoo, and now we get what we get, because if you really think about who's running, either side, you're going to get some buffoonery So that, that would be my question to them. Was this stated that these would be the things that would be going on, and yet, for whatever reason, everyone still voted, whoever voted still voted, or did they present the representatives? And now that these things are coming up, we see that this is what they really stand for. That's why I said earlier, whoever's still supporting the mayor, to me is crazy because th- this is just bonkers.
2: Mm.
1: Can, 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 can I say something? Absolutely. Um, That's just like you you date somebody, and they show you their representative while you're dating them, right? And then you marry them, and find out that there was nothing yep. like. What they portrayed while you were dating. Them.
0: Yep. it's exactly what it is. Yep. That's it becomes, that's, a, that's really.
1: That's, that's really what happened with yep. Biden. Even even this mayor we got. Yep. You know. Yep. He, he didn't tell us all this before before he got elected.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You're
0: right.
1: Because had yeah, he I, done that, right. he wouldn't have gotten voted for. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's right. From, from Pastor K.L.'s uh, statement all the way to Shantice's statement, all three of you have stated the same thing. Nobody could see any of your vote results resulting in this stuff. You had how many of those older white people who immediately – regretted voting for Trump all because mm-hmm. they did not want a woman mm-hmm. in
2: office. So it was just what you got finished saying, Pastor Jeff.
0: Well, the, the left of, of two evils, they went for for Trump. And then when he started cutting all their social security and everything, they were like, oh, and their food stamps, they were like, oh, if we had known, well, what's the difference? With with all the insurrection, how many of them were like, oh, my God, did he just do that? Oh, surprise, surprise. So all three of you have said the same thing. At the end of the day, you don't know what your vote will ultimately result in. Oh. All righty. We're going to take these last couple of minutes for all of you to speak directly to the parents who are um dealing with this school issue. What are you what are you telling them, Pastor K. L.
3: Okay, I, I will say that that remember you are the voice. You are the first line of protection for your children, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. You know, you, you no one can make the decision for your children. You know, at the end of the day, you want your children to come home. When you say, have a good day, I see you later, in your mind, that whole conversation means that I will see you later. So you have to make sure by any means necessary that I put you in a position where I can see you later. You know, with all this other stuff that, that's going to benefit everybody else but me, it doesn't matter. It's mind over matter. I don't mind because you don't matter. So get it together.
0: All righty. Shantese, what would you say, take it easy, to the parents?
2: (laughs) You're slow now.
0: Give your children to God. Give any children that I am connected to as outraged as I am right now. There is such a high level of peace that I have because I know that I'm doing what God is asking me to do on their behalf when it comes to him. When you decide that you're not going to care enough to do the basics and the basics entailing, offering them to God for that protection, because you're, capped, you're limited, there's but so much protecting you can do, especially when they're not with you for the majority of the day. You don't really see your kids during the week. They're in the care and in the hands of the school if they go to school. So you need to make sure that you understand that importance so that they have that 24-7 protection. If you continue to choose that that's not important, then just understand that this is just the beginning of the buffoonery that you will have to stress about. You want to make your money? You can't make your money when you got to take your kids out of school because you don't know who's lurking around the schools. So all the things that you claim to care about, do what ultimately matters first so that everything else can fall into place so that even though all of this is going on, you know that you and your child or your children are exempt from all the craziness that's going on out here. Amen, amen. Pastor Jeff, what are you saying to these parents who are enduring this these decisions?
1: Cover your children under the blood. Constantly bombard heaven with prayers to protect them. That's the the only real safety we have. And then, common sense-wise, if whatever setup is at your your school and you know it's unsafe, you fight, you protest, you do whatever it takes to stop that nonsense to protect your child. Mm -hmm. If it means... Mm -hmm. Taking your child out of that school.
0: All righty. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Woo. This has been some kind of conversation today. Thank you for your contribution and we pray that you have a blessed day. Thank you too. All right. You thank, too.
2: You, thank, thank you,
0: thank you, thank you. Well, needless to say, we have a pray for them today. Uh, Let us hold hands and hold hearts as we go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, God of all mankind, we come before you, God, and we say thank you first as you have been the lifter of our head, we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for just bringing us into the light, so that we can be the ones who shine in this world of darkness. Lord, we are facing this this, this situation in this world getting worse and worse and worse, and for the longest time, God, we have seen. That our children are under attack. And the more we see that our children are under attack, God, the more we petition all these people to hand their children back to you. They were yours in the beginning and they are yours at the end. At the end of the day, these children don't belong to us. They belong to you. And we pray to Heavenly Father that they hear the call that's being made, that they see the pending danger, that they will not be reactive more than they are proactive, God, that they would wake up and decide and understand that they need a Savior and He's in the world today not gone he's not non-existent anymore he's here and how can we still feel like we have no alternative but to lay down and die when we have a savior who has come for such a time as this Lord, we pray for our elected officials. People who were placed into office by the voice and the pen. And now these same people are working against us. And Lord, it goes back to your time in Israel. They begged for a king. And you said, you have me." But we want a king. And this is what happens when we beg for a king instead of focusing and facing you. We thank you, Father, for those of us who have been presented to you. Who has, you know, we have a level of rationale. Because we have your Holy Spirit directing us. We can make better decisions because we have your spirit directing us. And, Lord, we just don't seem to get it in this world that this is the result of saying no thank you. So, Lord, we we stand up. We're standing in the gap for our children, God. We're standing in the gap for those whose voice is 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 going unlistened to unheard, and God, we pray that we just talk to our people differently, talk to our friends who don't know God, talk to our neighbors who don't know God, talk to our coworkers who don't know God, our family who don't know God, and we just all band together because this enemy can't be destroyed because we have you in the fight. This battle is not ours, but we have work to do. This battle is not ours, but we have a responsibility. This battle is not ours, but it falls on our shoulders at the end of the day. We will suffer Our children will suffer. This world will suffer if we do not stand up and make the proper choice. When we stand up and we don't vote for you, and we put our lives into the hands of man, that has never worked, it's not going to work now, and it will never work when we choose man over you. So, Lord, we humbly come before you. Standing before you Ready Willing and able To do what we need to do God I pray That you instruct us As to how to move Because we must be strategic We ask you dear Heavenly Father To give us the words Because we must be Strategic Lord there's no better Strategist than you And we know that you Can equip us That all this can be shut down. But we've got to be positioned. Because it can't be shut down and then we don't have where we're going. Or wanting you is just momentary. And then after it all goes away, we're back to business as usual. We're calling on all your people, God, who don't even know that they're being called on. We're calling on all your people, God, who you're calling their name, but they're not not—they're not listening. They're not taking heed. We're calling on all your people, God, who once claimed you, who no longer, for whatever the reason is, have decided they don't want you anymore. We're calling on you, Lord, to turn this thing around for the sake of our babies that there will be no casualties in this war, no more than there has to be. We're thanking you for introducing yourself to us and moving in us so that we said yes to your will and yes to your way. And now it's time for us to stand up and to recruit and to do whatever it is we need to do. We've got to make noise the right way at the right time. We've got to do it your way. And we thank you, God, for just allowing us the opportunity. Thank you. And we hand this matter over to you, God, to the family who lost the mother, uh, to the immigrant who would not be taken back, we pray for them, Lord. We ask you to heal their hearts, heal their minds. We ask you, to Heavenly Father, for those who are now homeless again, who are already struggling, we pray, God, that you give them some level of, uh, of coverage. Again, these people with children, we ask you, God, to just make a way for them. Introduce yourself to them. Are you allowing all of this to happen because of rejection? Are you allowing all of this to happen so that they can be drawn closer to you? Whatever your will, your way, your plan, we pray that your will be done in every one of their lives. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We have so much work to do You know, you hear me say uh, As some of our guests leave We've got work to do And we do We do I have been in touch with uh, Some of them And we're working um, On some uh, projects So we can get Some things accomplished You know, everybody is, is Somewhere we have our Bishop John Williams and his wife Sharonda, they work actually in the school. And I believe that Bishop John is some superintendent out in Middletown so of uh, the schools. So he knows um, Pastor Rob. He has, you know, his inns with the school, his, his wife, Sherelle you know, we we have people in the Lord who have to know who are in there. I always say, God's people need to be everywhere. So now we need to take all the information and the ability that God has given us as individuals, and now we've got to merge, and we've got to make it happen. We've got work to do, people. And if you're in a particular situation where you feel you can't, seek God. see God. Seek Him for what it is you, you can do. But never forget that you can pray. You know, when we offered to pray with the teachers you know, again, for whatever the reason is, that there was no response. It wasn't insulting more than it was scary. Because if we're just doing the news, we're just hearing it from the news, I don't even want to know what it's like on the inside. I've always said, I teach the Bible. I, I don't want I, Nobody's kid. No, no. I don't want, no, I don't want to be in nobody's school. From, from from 8 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning till you know, it's time. No, that's not my day. There are people who are called to do that, and it ain't Stephanie. There's a whole lot you need to endure people's children all day long. And I'm not saying that I couldn't do it. You know, if God wanted me to do it and, you know, Anybody that knows me knows I don't turn down anything that God calls me to do. But I'd I, I rather teach the Bible. That, that Boy, that gives me enough headache right there. I'm on those front lines. But for those who can endure it, I feel so bad because we do have teachers who really love our children, who really have a passion for our children to learn. And, you know, the, the sad part about the women and the men who are supposedly in the Lord who did not stand up for prayer is you can't now be infectious in your arena. You you, you can't. Because God says if you don't stand out and step up for me, that ain't happening for you. And this is what's happening. And when I read the article last night, that's where my mind went. I was like, this is not just our kids. If a man is a rapist and he catches a woman alone, he's not going to forego the woman and wait for the child. She's in just as much danger as a child would be if a man is a killer or a thief or a robber and he sees a man who's caught off guard, he's going to attack that man. Men are attacked the way women are attacked. People are attacked. There's a shortage of men being attacked these days. All you have to do is get caught off guard, and that's what's happening here, the potential. Are our, our guards being down? How many children? You know, you know I'm going to tell you a little story here. We had two children in the house one day. And one of the guys from the church, we had the screen door open but locked. But the main door opened. The screen door was there. But the main door, the, the screen door was locked. So you couldn't, you know, get in from the outside. And we were all in the back. And when one of the guys from the church came to the door, the two kids went to see who was at the door. So the the guy says, oh, well, it's me. Open the door. Mariah runs to the back and says, Mr. Andre is at the door. The other child opened up the door. So when he got to the back, he said, I told them to open up the door because I knew they knew who I was. He said, but Mariah wasn't playing that. Now, I'm not trying to say one child is better than the other. What I'm trying to say is in a school filled with children, everybody's not at the same level. Where there are some children who are taught, because we, we said to them, we didn't care who was at the door. We have told Mariah over and over again, I have equipped everybody with a key. If you don't have your uh, uh, screen door key on you and you only got the main door on you and the screen door is locked, then you're going to have to wait for somebody to come to the door because Mariah does not touch that door. Everybody is not going to respond the same way. So imagine those children who might see a migrant walking around, and I don't necessarily mean a migrant from another country. I just mean a person floating around their arena, and that man says, oh, come here where another child would run or not go, there is that child who would go. And now, because the guard is down, because in the child's mind, it's school. It's safe. They're not understanding that there are 300 men in the school who are a potential danger. That hasn't been taught to them. That hasn't been told to them. It shouldn't have to be. Because they're told that they are to mind and respect and to do what they're told by the adults in the school. So now you've got to now take the time away from educating them to not equip them to living with people who are a potential danger. Again, another reason for our children. To not be educated. Another time when our children have to now t- be taken away from education to now be given some level of street smarts. Some level of guidance in another area. Come on, people. Give your children to the Lord today. If you haven't already done so, teach them to pray. Take them to church. Give them God. Give them back to God today. It's past the steps signing and off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming due big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because not only is later in our promise to us, this world is becoming more and more chaotic and reckless. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Wow Wednesday. Until then, I love you.